You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, South Africa's top boutique wealth manager. With me from Brenthurst Wealth is Gavin Butchart. I'm speaking to Gavin, who is in Mauritius at the moment. And I know you've got a big Mauritian presence, uh, Gavin. The first thing I need to ask you, though, which is not to do with the subject matter of this podcast, but it's to do with the weather. Because when I have a look at the situation in Europe at the moment, with 40 to even close to 50 degree temperatures and wildfires, etc. Do you think this will play into the hands of places like Mauritius and the economy will grow even further? I know it's a bit of an, as I said, a sort of off-piste question, but I think it's quite a significant one. Hi, Lindsay. No, thank you for the for the podcast and the chat. And, and I think it is, a, it is one that we're all watching in terms of what's happening in uh, Europe at the moment, I mean, Greece is in a, a bit of a bad state in terms of the fires and the, the record temperatures they're reaching. But from a Mauritian point of view, we're actually, I think we're feeling it a little bit on the differently. I mean, it's slightly cooler on the island, but obviously all year round our temperatures are, are good. I mean, heading into the December, January, February period, that's probably our hottest time of the year. But uh, this winter, I must say, has been... Uh, substantially cooler for me being on the island for a while now yeah i'm just thinking of whether people will look at uh, somewhere like mauritius they'll say well do i want to go to greece or italy or spain or south of france and then suddenly say no i want to go to mauritius so maybe it'll be a boost but again maybe that's a, a subject matter for a future podcast what about mauritius though the opportunities there have been <laughs> manifold over the years how much more can it absorb if that's the right way to put it, because at some stage, the government's going to have to sort of say, right, that's enough now. We have to make some changes to regulations and to the offerings that we have, whether it be um, a fiscal or tourism or from a corporate point of view, you know, people coming there and setting up companies. There must be changes because of the popularity, the extreme popularity of the island. Maybe you could tell me if there's anything changing. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Lindsay, obviously, as the, the world comes out of, of COVID and it's trying to recover, you know, we, we see that Mauritius is still very popular in, in that respect. And you're quite right in terms of the tourism is picking up again. We're starting to see hotels are buzzing. People are flocking to the island. And obviously, you know, that's Europeans coming uh, quite a lot. And then from a South African situation um, and point, and a lot of our clients that we deal with are South African you know, they still see Mauritius being where it's positioned as a good destination to come to, invest, move their business, move their family. It's a safe environment. So you're quite right. I mean, it's still buzzing and it's still very busy from that aspect. You know, what we saw in the last budget speech in, in June of 2023, this year, you know, there were some proposals where we actually saw further relaxation in terms of some of the requirements that are, are needed by non-citizens, uh, you know, coming to the island. So there's still that push to bring, you know, non-citizens and, and experts to the island. Obviously, what comes with it is their expertise, their foreign direct investment into the country. So there's definitely still that push. And, um, you know, people are obviously making use of that opportunity while it's still available, for sure. 
How many people, how many South Africans in particular, because this is what we're really focusing on here, how many people live there permanently and how many people live there for the required amount of time in order to have Mauritian citizenship, etc., and all the benefits that uh, come with that? No, look, I mean, from a South African point of view, I think the numbers are climbing. Uh, you know, non, non-South African, non-citizens, if I can call them that. There's about 8,000 uh, on the island. Uh, we've got about two to 3,000 probably South African families here that are more permanent. We obviously get about 1.2 to, we're hoping, about 2 million, if, if the numbers are correct, visitors to the island this year. So definitely, um, you know, the, the popularity in terms of the total population on the island is about 1.3 million permanent residents. That's including Mauritians and non-citizens that reside here. Um, but what was quite interesting, you know, in terms of attracting the non-citizens, for example, on your occupation permit, if you were going to come across, they've lowered your monthly required salary from 60,000 rupees to 30,000 rupees. I mean, that's a big jump. They've cut it in half. And why did they do that? They want those skills. They want those professionals to come across and obviously work and and train up, you know, share that knowledge with the local Mauritians. I mean, for example, even on the, you know, property side, we saw that, you know, immovable property for non-citizens was we were almost restricted in terms of where we could buy property, you know, be it a property development scheme, a smart city uh, that was at about 375 USD would get you the residency. You could obviously buy for less, you know, in those designated areas, but that would just be purely an investment property where you can get a passive income from. What the government have now proposed is non-citizens can buy outside of these schemes, but obviously that fee is 500,000 USD you know, with an additional 10% registration duty on the purchase price. So there's definitely more that's being thrown at non-citizens to come over, more uh, carrots, if you will, being dangled so that we can come across and and definitely work, live, play, learn in Mauritius. I think it's a great island to do it. Even from a senior living point of view, I know you're younger than 50 years there, Lindsay, but uh, for the the guys that are 50 years and older, you know, you can get into a senior living scheme for 200,000 USD. So there's definitely... Definitely more carrots being dangled at this stage uh, for for the non-citizens. Well, you're very kind in your assessment of what age I am, Gavin, but uh, we'll talk about that uh, off air. But (laughs) (laughs) but it it doesn't want to become a a South African retirement home. It wants to still be a vibrant island uh, when it comes to economic growth and uh, personal economic betterment, I suppose. And that's where you come in. Are you still seeing people phoning you up, having listened to a podcast like this and say, okay, I want to speak to Gavin Butcher and I want to know what is going on because I've got a young family and actually this sounds like a viable proposition for me. Absolutely. You know, if, if you have got a young family, I think it's a great island from a lifestyle point of view, growing up, uh, the exposure to other international children if they go to school here, obviously having to learn French as well as one of their subjects is an added bonus. Um, so definitely for a young family coming across I don't think there's a better place uh, from a lifestyle point of view, 100 percent, you know, and, uh, you know, these guys are normally your young entrepreneurs, professionals coming across. And uh, there's also an encouragement now to keep those children that you bring across on the island 
through the um, rebate if they study in Mauritius. So if you have a child that wishes to study and stay in Mauritius, um, you can get a rebate on the university fees, for example, which is a big thing, you know, as universities' fees can be quite, quite costly these days. How big a part of the Mauritian population, the South African Mauritian population, how big a part is it of Brenta's wealth's portfolio? Um, look, from a Mauritian point of view, what we've done is we've also uh, partnered with a management company on the island called Brent Consulta, and they basically deal with, you know, any South African looking to come across from a permit point of view. Uh, we assist with the residential side of it, the investment side of it. So I would say most of our portfolio are South Africans. We are, however, picking up quite a number of local Mauritian clients at this stage, if you can believe it or not. So it's definitely still a South African um, majority of our clients are still South African clients. However, we are definitely picking up on the local side now as well. You know, so it's, it's quite exciting times on the island with our own clients bringing their own businesses and expertise across, you know, establishing their businesses here. Uh, their tax rates are quite favorable, um, definitely a, a, attractive for guys to to move their operations over to Mauritius. We don't have load shedding. So, um, <laughs> you know, that, that's a big one for, for any business, I think, today, you know, that you can turn the lights on, you can turn your machines on and you can run. So the economy is booming, and I would imagine that the South African contingent is contributing to an economy that is growing and is stable. That's my interpretation anyway. No, you're 100% correct. And I think that's that's the reason that we are seeing the relaxation and that we saw in the, the budget speech. Um, you know, some of these um, proposals still need to be promulgated, which will probably happen in September, October. We did see a change, though, in the, the tax uh, we saw some tax amendments as they already implemented as of the 1st of July, which was this month, where we started to see the progressive tax rates being introduced from 0 to 20%, where we used to have sort of a flat rate of 15%. So there has been some changes. A solidarity levy that was introduced during COVID has now been removed. So there's a bit of a saving there. So there's definitely some changes, and they all seem to be positive at the moment. Uh, you know, from a Mauritian point of view and from an economic point of view. And they need to continue doing that for as long as possible. What would you say to a family? There's no such thing as a normal family. Uh, but a, a couple with a couple of kids approaching, for example, university age or to uh, a couple that are getting close to retirement age and looking to get away from South Africa for whatever reason it is, and we mustn't South Africa bash here because that's unfair. And what would you say to them when it comes to the Mauritian proposition? Look, I mean, uh, I think sometimes we all uh, in our hearts hope that South Africa will, will come right and, and you know, maybe we'll see some change in next year's election. And I think that's what we're all hoping for. But if you're looking seriously at Mauritius as an option, um, it's something to consider. And uh, and it depends on what you're looking for. You know, if you're looking from a retirement point of view, I would definitely have a look at it because the Mauritians are very uh, accommodating on that side because it makes sense from them from an economic point of view. Retirement means retired. You're not generally going to work again and, and uh, potentially go back into the employment market. So the jobs are relatively safe there. You know, for a young 
professional who wants to study in Mauritius. Uh, you know, they've got some great universities that have popped up. There's Middlesex University on the West Coast. It's Cambridge Education. And it's recognized globally. And as I said, you know, as a, as a parent coming across with your young student that wants to study in Mauritius, they could also potentially get a rebate on that. So there's definitely that um, encouragement to, to come across. And uh, Lindsay, lifestyle on this island is, is second to none. I mean, it's if you like the outdoors and, and fishing and that kind of stuff, then I would definitely recommend it for anyone. Okay, well, make me jealous now. Tell me about the rest <laughs> of your day. Tell me about the rest of your day as <laughs> as a professional at Brenthurst Wealth. What are you going to be doing? Just Just paint a picture for me, if you would. Look, I mean, most of our days are spent interacting with our clients from an advice point of view, and that's that's primarily what we do. Yeah. Uh, we offer advice, uh, you know, be it on the investment side, be it on the property side, obviously assisting from the permit side. Uh, you know, there's also now, as I said and mentioned, we got involved with Brent Consulta, which is the management company, where you can set up your trust structures, your family trust, your offshore trust, and obviously you can house those investments. There is no exchange control in Mauritius, which makes the flow of funds so much easier if you want to invest, let's say, for example, in a trust for your children, for succession, grandchildren, you know, a legacy, if you will. Uh, you can do that. The funds don't actually necessarily have to stay in Mauritius. However, you know, you can can set up your offshore trust and, and move your funds quite freely in and out of the country. So it, it really does tick the boxes. I mean, Mauritius has also managed to come off the grey listing where South Africa unfortunately went on to the grey listing, as we know. So it really is a shining star, if you will, uh, for for most of the other African countries, I know there are a number of them now also shining, but Mauritius has continued to shine, and I think it will for a while to come. Okay, you painted a, a beautiful picture when it comes to the investment and the lifestyle idea. But what are you going to do this evening? Because I, I need to live my life vicariously through you, Gavin. What does your evening hold? So, Lindsay, I'm, I'm very fortunate to stay on the west coast of the island. And uh, what that means is we get one fantastic sunsets. So we, we will pack a little cooler box. Off you go down to the beach and you watch the sunset. There's people walking their dogs, uh, running, gymming, you know, whatever it is. We put a little blanket down. You take your, your bottle of wine, watch the sunset. And you can sit there until 9 o'clock at night if you like chatting. There's lovely restaurants that are around. But uh, that that's normally my afternoon where I would uh, take a little picnic basket, if you will, down to the beach. And we, we watch the sunsets. And that's that's my evening. Every single day of your week, I would imagine. I won't say I, I'm jealous of you, but um, uh, Gavin, thank you very much for painting that picture. And also very, very interesting from uh, an investment and lifestyle proposition. Thank you very much for your time. Gavin Butchart is from Brentes Wealth. Brentes Wealth is SA's top boutique wealth manager. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentes Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.